John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwest Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. As you're listening, may you be blessed in Jesus' name.
by the word of God this morning. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 13 that the sower went out to sow. A sower went out to sow. Some fell on the wayside, some fell on thorns, and some fell on the rock, but some fell on the good ground. I believe that the word of God for life this morning will fall on the good ground in the name of Jesus. And it's in verse 11, it says, He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I believe that as, as the servant of God come up this morning to bless us with the word of God, that we will know the mysteries of the kingdom and our life will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Today is a Mother's Day, so we are going to be having our mother in the house and nobody but lady p she's going to be blessing us with the word of god and i want you to know that indeed you will be truly be blessed come and celebrate jesus put your hands together jump me to welcome and say lady p as he bless us with the word of god this morning in the name of jesus in the name of jesus demons will have to flee in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we are the victory in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. When we stand in the name of Jesus, tell me who has the power to oppose in the mighty name of Jesus. We are the victory. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to lift your voices to him this morning and just glorify his name. It's not by power, it's not by mind that we are here today. So many waters have passed under the bridge. It is the grace of God. Father, today we are here to give you praise. Thank you, Lord. 
We are here to receive from you. Glorify yourself today. Take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a vessel and nothing more. And when you're done, please take your glory. I'm satisfied to see you glorify. Take the stage, Lord. Take the stage, Lord. Have your way. And have your way. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. Oh, and nothing Hell shall die, Lord God Almighty, the strong and blessed one, praise Jehovah, I am that I am, oh, you are the most. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name because you are a God like no other. Nobody is comparable to you. We are standing here this morning because of you. Yes. Thank you for your faithfulness. Everything may fail, but you have never failed. You have been our strong tower. You have been our rock, our fortress, and our covering. Thank you for not forsaking us. Thank you for not leaving us. Even when we are unfaithful, you remain faithful. Take all the praises this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we go into your word, Holy Spirit, we call upon you. 
we know that your presence is here. We pray that you minister to us individually. Touch us in the places that we need your touch. Speak to us in our hearts. Let us get a grasp of what you have for us this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Put your hands together for the Lord. You may please be seated on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. I want to welcome each and every one of us this morning to this service. It is a once in a year program. Today we are celebrating the women, the daughters, the mothers, the wives. The fiends and fiances, the beloved, every female, we are celebrating them this morning. And you know, there is a uniqueness to women that only women has. Amen. When, you know, this morning when I was coming to church, and, you know, I was in the car, and when I thought about everything that the Lord has taken us through, this year, I had tears coming from my eyes because, you know, I just said to God and said, thank you, God, that I'm here. There are many things that, you know, women are not weaker vessels just by mouth. There are a lot of things that makes us weaker. Amen. You have to be a multitasking person to survive as a woman, if you cannot multitask naturally, as you go on, your children will teach you. Your husband will teach you. Your boss will teach you. You know, the ministry will teach you. You have to put a whole lot of things in your plate to be an excellent woman. To be a Proverbs 31 woman is not a day job, it's not a joke. Have you read that portion of the Bible? It's not easy what she does. Amen. And to get yourself to that point and survive every day. You know, I just just sat there and I said, thank you, Lord, for every woman. Thank you, Lord. For me, myself. Thank you because we are here today. Hallelujah. And, you know, as I sat there and began to give thanks to the almighty God, I got emotional, and that is one of the things that makes women, amen. It's also one of the beauty of women. Getting emotional, seeing your children graduate and you're there crying, tears of joy, seeing things happen in your life and you're there glorifying. You know, men are not like that. They are not built like that. But women, our emotions are our strengths, Amen. When you're emotional, you're not weak, you're strong. It is one of the blessings that God has given to us. Amen, somebody. When you see a mango fruit, the skin is tender, you can bite into it. Nobody wants a mango fruit to have the skin of a watermelon. Amen. It might look as if that softness is a weakness. But it is also what brings sweetness and uniqueness to that fruit. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? So I want us to embrace who we are as women 
so that we can be all that God has ordained us to be. Amen, somebody. And on that note, I am introducing the team of this year's Davgra, which is the women, the woman that builds, or women that builds, if I want to pluralize it. The woman that does what? Builds. The woman that builds. And what does it mean to build? To build simply means to form by putting together parts or materials. Did you get that? To build simply means to do what? To form by putting together parts or materials. Building is not something you say and it happens. It's not something you tap your finger and it happens. It's something that requires engagement. It's something that requires materials. It's something that requires parts. It's not something that you can just get when you are sitting down in one place. You have to move. You have to move around. You have to look for the parts that you need. You have to acquire those things and then sit down and look at the way to put it together. Amen. Building is something intentional. It is not something that you do in your subconscious. Nobody builds in their dream. Have you seen somebody that built a mansion in their dream before? And it manifest, manifested physically. How many of us have built in our dreams before? Even if you like, build a skyscraper in your dream. When you wake up, it will do what? It will disappear. Building is not for dreamers. It's for people who are awake and alive. Amen, somebody. It involves putting together things. Putting together parts and materials. Building, to build also means to develop according to a systematic plan. To do what? To develop according to a plan or by a definite process. Or on a particular base. Building also means to do what? To develop according to a systematic plan or what? On, by a definite process or by a, on a particular base or on a particular base. Amen. So, with these definitions that I've given to you, you know, because before we start talking about how a woman builds, or what a woman builds, you need to understand what building means. Because it's a very common word. I have also come to the understanding that most of the time, we are so familiar with these simple words that we don't even truly know the meanings. We don't know what it entails. We just, you know, use it every day. So I want you to look at these definitions carefully. It will enable you to know whether you are a woman that is building or not. 
Let us go further. In the book of Proverbs, which is our, uh, the text of our team, 14 verse 1, it specifically said something about women that build. Verse 1 says, Proverbs 14 verse 1 says, Every wise woman builded a house, but the foolish plucked it down with what? With her hands. You know, when we were defining build, building, or to build, you know, I said it requires engagement. Have you seen the definition here? You need your hands to either build or pull down. Number two, you need wisdom to build. If you don't engage wisdom, then you are not building. You cannot just build by art. Imagine if this physical building that we are seeing, you know, somebody comes and says, I want to build and he's just putting one block here, one block. There is no plan. There is no wisdom involved. Do you think that we can be sitting on in, in this kind of auditorium? It will not have any form. It will just be like people who are playing. When you are building, you have to be wise and you have to be intentional. If you are not wise when you are building, when you finish the building, you will have to pull it down. Because then you would realize that where you are supposed to put a door, you put a toilet there. Am I preaching to somebody? Then you would realize that where you are supposed to put Maybe the balcony, you have put the kitchen. Where you're supposed to put a wall, you have put a door. And the, the house has become a death trap. Where you're supposed to build the sock away, you have built the, the sitting room. A lot of strange things can happen when you build without wisdom. Strange things. And you will realize that if wisdom is not employed in, in, the, in, in the process of building, when you finish building, you will begin to pull it down. I have seen it firsthand. You know, when we were building her house, though I was not completely involved, but I have seen them build up to a stage, and then my husband gets there and said, okay, if we were to do it like this, how do you think this is going to work? If you have done it like this, so now, with this thing that you have done, we have to pull down this entire place. It means somebody. If wisdom is not employed, if a woman is not wise, she would not be able to build her house. And one of the things that I want to I have some points listed here that I want, the first thing I want you to get before I build on other things is that number one, as women, we must resemble our father, which is God. 
Why? Because God himself is the original builder. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? God himself is who? He's the original builder. The initial builder. The book of Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4 says, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4, it says, For every house is builded by some man, but he that builds all things is God. Did you see that? The physical building can be built by man, but he that built all things. That means that there are more things that are built than the physical house. There are more places that are built than the physical house. He that built all things is whom? God. When it comes to building, I am not talking about self-contained, duplex, mini flats, or flats alone. I am also talking about the home, the business, the children. All these things require us to build them. Amen, somebody. The book of Psalm 127 verse 1. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. So, you know, when it comes to building, the initiator is always God. If you are a woman here and you want to build your house, you want to build your home, you must first of all do what? Align yourself with God. You need to study how God builds so that you will not be one of those people that will build and begin to pull down. That's why if you have ever been in my own prayer meeting, when I hold prayer meeting with women, one of the things I always shout to women, one of the things I always encourage women to do is to do what? Come with their Bibles. Go everywhere because, you know, the word of God is our guide to everything good. You want to copy somebody and you don't know what that person is writing. How how is it possible? You want to emulate somebody and you don't know how that person is operating. Is it possible to do that? You want to follow somebody and you don't know where that person is going. You want to do what somebody is saying and you don't know what that person is saying. That is what it means when we do not align ourselves with God and how do we assign ourselves? Simply by looking into what he has spoken in his word. God is not going to come down from heaven and say, my daughter Felicia, my daughter Cecilia, no. Some of us, even if we hear that voice, what would we do? You will shout blood of Jesus and run out. 
Peradventure, you just hear a, a, a bass voice called, my daughter, like thunder. You might not enter the house again. You run to church and begin to talk. Pastor, somebody is calling me my daughter. I'm sure it's from my village. Some people in the village know my name. If the old thing wants to become a drama, he should call you your native name. Nobody can talk you out and say that it's God. That's, no, you say, I know the person. He's one wicked man beside our hometown, beside our house in my hometown. And he's calling me. God will not necessarily come to you in your dream and shout your name and say, come. This is what I want you to do. The manual that he has given to you, the study pack, you are not using it. Genesis to Revelation, you are not studying it. You are not taking instruction from it. And then you want to build. Who do you, who do you want to use your building to resemble? What do you think your building is going to look like when the master builder is not seen in you? When the master builder is not alive in you. When you do not carry, you know, when you want to build a house, one of the fastest way and the most economical way is to have a building plan. If you have a building plan, everything that can cause you to pull down that building would have been sorted out before it starts. It means somebody. Because everything will be looked at holistically. I remember when we were drawing the building plan of uh, the new sites that we we're going to be moving to. It took a long time. Because when the architect does it like, it, like this, then we're like, okay, if you do it like that, that means we'll need a pillar here and we don't want a pillar here. We don't want a pillar here. So what can we do? So that we will not have a pillar here. Then it will start again. We are to even go to some places, some buildings, to see how they have done it with the architect. So that he can also see and, you know, use that in his drawing. Amen. Imagine if we have to start building without doing all that. Some pillars do you know what it, what it means to build a pillar? A lot of concrete, a lot of resources, a lot of things. And then everything, you have built it up and then you realize that, ah, we don't need a pillar here. Then you tell the bricklayer, oh yeah, start pulling it down. Because if this pillar is here, it's not going to allow the camera to stand properly if this thing is here. Some of us women, the reason why our lives is not moving forward why our resources are being wasteful is because we have not aligned ourselves with God. So you work so much. You, you, you are a busy bee. You are doing this, you are doing that. But the word of God is not aligned in no direction. So a journey that is supposed to take you 10 minutes because you have refused to sit down in the secret place and obtain direction on how to go about it from the Lord. 
you trivialize your, your, your time with God. You feel that I can do it myself. I can build it myself. I have the power to do it by myself. It, it is my will that will be done. Your will can turn a journey of one day to 40 years. It has happened before. You will just see that you are going in circles. Circles. Because God is not in the journey with you. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Circles. What do you have? You need to first of all ask yourself as a woman. Because sometimes we are self-deceiving that what we have belongs to us. My children, my husband. Oh, what do you have that you have not received? Everything you have as you're sitting down here, the, the headgear, the fine blouse, the beautiful wrapper, everything is a gift from God. You can wear all that because you are healed and healthy. Because you have breath in you. Is your breath your home? You need to ask yourself every day, is my breath... Why have you carried the entire load by yourself when he said, come unto me? All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Have you decided within your own mind that there is no way God can give you rest from this labor? If you decide to continue to carry it, oh, my God is a gentleman. So is the Holy Spirit. He will sit down. Well, go ahead. You have power. You are Okogan. Amen. Or Okogan's wife. <laughs> you go to the gym together. Amen, somebody. You cannot continue like that and expect God to step in. You have to put God first. That's why when it even comes to salvation, it says, seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, for so long I have been meditating on that because, you know, as a woman on a daily basis, you have the tendency of forgetting that every other thing comes after you have sought God. Let me tell you how the typical day of a woman goes. You wake up in the morning, boom. Then the first thing that will cause you is, I'm late. How many people can relate with me? I'm late. Then you stand up. Ah, this children to their room if they are not sleeping with you. Come on, stand up. You start shouting early in the morning. One day I had to tell myself because I was sweating like somebody in the gym. Before six in the morning, you have started shouting. After six, your voice is louder. By seven, you are screaming. It's like when you wake up, you first start on a soft note. By the time it's seven o'clock, hey, hey, then your voice has gone. All the neighbors are hearing you. You know, one woman came to my office <laughs> last on Friday. She said, hey, our children have decided that they want her to just be shouting. It's like in the old compound, she's the only one that asked them because she will be shouting, she'll be hearing herself. So, and when she's shouting, they will just sit down and be looking at her like this. That before she kills somebody, she has decided that, uh-huh, 
I will be waking you people up in the midnight. Yes. So, even if you like, take four hours. Let me be talking to you. Sit down like this. Eh, midnight. We, we all wake up 3 a.m. In this house. Amen, somebody. A lot of weird things goes on in the minds of women. We, have you thought, as, are the men here? Men, do you think of waking up 3 a.m. because some people are, you know, frustrating you? <laughs> the life of a woman and a man different. That's why we are opposites. But the Bible says, seek first. Then you wake up and you pack them. Where's the food? Lunch bag. What about you? Socks. What is it called again? Underwear. You know, school bag. Lunch bag. Where's your lunch bag? I can't find it. Then we are going out in the morning. Where everybody, we have found the lunch bag, the school bag, the school bag, everything. Then we get outside. Then you look at your, your baby's leg. No socks. Like, where's your socks? I thought I gave you socks this morning. So, I don't know where it is. Hey, then you go back inside, start looking everywhere. Really, you can't find that socks. But you gave that child socks that morning. Sit down here and wear your socks. Simple. You can't find the socks. Finally, you got another sock. Then you are going. They say, Mommy, I don't have pants. It happens. It happens. Oh, my pants are. Finished. Finished. Then you tell the other sister, you go and bring your pants. Oh, yeah. Wait. Mommy is falling out. You manage it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You manage it. Oh, go and bring your brother's pants. Hmm? Yeah. But if you open your dress for anybody to see, you give the pants and you threaten. So that. Oh, it's amazing. Then you, from there, they go back to the school. Then you pick them from school. Then you come back. Then you are cooking. Then lunch. Then before they finish eating lunch, they are asking you for dinner. Then you start with that. Then we are going for service. Then we come back from service late. Then you start again. Where is your uniform for tomorrow? At the end of the day, you realize that you leave little room for God in the system. I have come to realize I've been working with God for so many years and one of the things I have seen, to be sincere, is that days that I start my day with God, you know, it tends to be easier for me. When I put God first, when I don't carry the burdens, you will see that what you are thinking about yesterday, I've seen many occasions that the things that we were looking for yesterday, you know, the Holy Spirit will just direct you after you have prayed to where it is. Very unusual place. And you just find it. And because that happens a lot, I have learned to put my trust more in the Lord than in my ability. So, most of the times, when this one says, I can't find this, I can't find it, I just tell the Lord, Father, help me. Holy Spirit, help me to locate it. So, I move around the house and I'm praying. But because I realized that those times that I have used my mind, oh, in the morning, I can start having a headache. I can start picking up fights with my husband, not because he has done anything, but because he's just sitting down there whilst I'm 
running around the house. Then I am so hungry. I am very hungry. I'm like, why am I the only, am I the only person that, had, that gave birth to these children? We are here together. We are two. Let us share this thing. What is the matter? Why are you sitting down looking at me? Then I'm supposed to put his food in the cooler when I put everybody's food. But because I am so angry, I leave it in the pot. He's going to eat cold food today. In fact, I feel like packing all to work. Amen. And all kinds of things will start entering. But when you decide to start your day with the Lord, you will see that a lot of things will work out together. He doesn't go back on his word. Let us align and look at what God is doing and how God is building. That will help you to know the correct way to build. Look at the things that he, he puts first. Study his word and live your life according to his laid down statutes. And you would realize that it is much easier than taught. Amen. First Kings chapter 11 verse 38 says, and it shall be if thou wilt hearken, First Kings eleven thirty-eight. If thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and will walk in my ways, and do that is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built. For David, and I will give Israel to do. If you read earlier, this is when God became displeased with how Solomon was building. And he said to a prophet, Go to him, tear that new clothes into 12 places, and give 10 to this man, Jehovah. Give 10 to him, and tell him that I'm pleased with him, but if he will act, I am taking the kingdom away from David because he is building wrongly from, from Solomon the son of David because he is building wrongly I am taking it away and I am giving it to you are you there in your Bibles? Please, right? you need to read that portion note it and go and read it but this is the caveat what is the caveat for those people that want to build what is the caveat? They need to build correctly. They need to act into the commandments of the Lord. They need to walk in the ways of the Lord. They need to do what is right in the sight of the Lord. They need to keep his statutes. They need to keep his commandments. As a woman... Let me say it to you again. Personalize it. You need to hearken to the commandments of the Lord. That's what the Bible is saying here. You need to keep his commandments. You need to walk in his ways. You need to do what is right in his sight. You need to keep his statutes and his commandments. That is how the Lord will be with you 
and built you a sure house, a sure home, a sure business, one that will not fail because it is founded on the word of God. Say that even an earth will pass away, but not one single iota of his word. Amen. Will go without being fulfilled. If he has said it, he will do it. Heaven and earth, no matter how big that thing is, no matter how big that challenge is, let it be big like the heavens or wide like the earth. It will do what? It will pass. Let it be strong like mountains, deep like valleys. It will do what? To pass. But one thing will not pass is anything that is founded on the word of God. So I will build you a sure house. Turn to the woman next to you and say, my, my dear sister, align yourself with God. If you are sitting beside a man, don't say, my dear sister. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Amen. I will build you a short hour. But these things, you have to do them. I cannot emphasize it enough. And this goes to daughters and sons. Because one of the other things I would like to talk about this morning is the attitude of a builder. And when I go into this now, you will understand why I'm laying a good foundation here. There is no overemphasizing your relationship with God when you want to become a builder. You have to sit down. It's like when you want to become a doctor. You have to sit down with the textbooks. Am I preaching or not? When you want to become a pharmacist, you have to study the book. Why is it that you don't want to study to become a builder according to God's words? I know that as a student, when they give you project or assignment and they ask you to go and research, we do everything. We go to libraries those days. I dare say libraries. Public libraries. We go to libraries. We search and we search. It's just that most of the books there, are they not outdated by now? Over outdated is worrying the books. It's amazing. But you cannot find that in the word of God. The word of God, if you read it, you will see that it is forever what? It addresses every issue as if it's happening today. Everything that is happening today, you will see in the word of God. And a solution to it is there. That's why it's different. And I don't know why as Christians, we will neglect the word that doesn't grow old, that doesn't fail, and then we'll concentrate on those ones that, are, that get outdated. Focus on it. Spend our time, our resources. Go there. Spend four years in the school. Spend another 50 years working for 
the certificates that we have uh, obtained for four years or five years. But the word of God that spells eternity. That the numbers of years are not known. You trivialize it. Your Bible will have uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. No Genesis, Exodus. No Leviticus numbers. Am I preaching? No revelations. The back of your Bible have disappeared. Some of us don't even know where the Bibles are. Oh, don't your neighbor say, my neighbor, you need to align yourself to Christ. You need to align yourself to God. And you need to align yourself to his word. Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. What are the attitudes of a builder? What kind of attitudes do you need to have as a woman that builds? Number one, you have to be wise. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, 24 verse 3 that we have read before, it says, oh, we've not read that. It said, through wisdom, a house is built. I think we've read it. And by understanding, it is what? Established. Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is what? Established. You cannot build a house in the absence of wisdom. And where do you get the wisdom from? The wisdom comes from God. You cannot separate God from wisdom. You cannot separate wisdom from God. If you are not close to God, be sure that you are operating in the realm of foolishness. Did you, did you get that? I can see many women not writing anything down. Hey! It's wonderful. It's wonderful. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. She wants to become a woman that builds. See, I used to say that the spiritual translates to the physical. If you cannot build the things internally, it might never translate physically. If you see women that are successful, you know, worldly success, you will see that it is women that have decided to invest a lot in themselves, you know, maybe educational-wise, in terms of discipline, and several other things, trainings, several other things. You cannot give what you don't have. What you don't carry cannot be translated. When God said, let there be light, if he is not a carrier of light, he cannot even say it. You know, I've been listening to a message over and over again, and this particular man says, you can be and you can do anything you want. You can do it. 
Anything, if you can think about it, you can achieve it. The only limitation you can have is if you can't think about it. Amen, somebody. She is wise in all your gettings. The Bible says you should get what? Get wisdom. You cannot be a woman that is building. If you are not building as a woman, you are not building a good home, you are not building a good ministry, you are not building a good business, you are not building a good career, you should know it automatically translates to the fact that your wisdom level is what? Low. Your association with God is scarce. The Holy Spirit prompting in you is, is, is small. Amen, somebody. Through wisdom, if you want to be a builder, the first attitude is for you to gather wisdom. Ask here, how is it done? Seek godly counsel. Don't be a know-it-all woman. Some of us, you say we have been married for 30 years. We know everything that there is to know. You are only seen around your vicinity. You are not seen beyond the ocean. You have not asked. You have not, you know, you have not, you have not inquired. You have not researched. The same thing you have been doing for the past 30 years is the same thing you are still doing. No newness. No additions. Because wisdom is a flowing river. It is a continuous process. Where you are today, if there is wisdom in your life, it's not where you should be tomorrow. Something should be better. You should have acquired more strength, more courage. And I am not talking about just being more financially stable. Because some of us women, that's the only thing that we know. Is there money? Is there money? If there is no money, there is no wisdom. That is not the term for wisdom alone. Wisdom is encompassing. When there is wisdom, it eventually translates to wealth. But it is a foundation, a solid foundation that brings about sureness, a sure building. There are all kinds of buildings. There are buildings that fail. There are buildings with bad foundation. And there are buildings that stand firm. Depends on the foundation. Wisdom is the foundation for whatever you want to build. Am I preaching to somebody? Wisdom is the foundation for whatever you want to build on top. If the wisdom is not there, the foundation is poor. It can rise quickly. Like that uh, 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 story of those two people that were, were building, one on the rock and one on the sand. The one on the sand was so quick in building. So fast in building. So fast in rising. But the foundation was poor. The same way he went up is the way, same way he came down. 
Because when the storm comes, it comes to everybody. And it tries you, it helps you to know where you are at in your standing with God. Amen, somebody. So the first thing that you should do, as our, the first attitude that you should have as a builder is that you must be what? Wise. You must obtain the wisdom of God. Number two. Attitude of a woman that builds is that she has sources of income. Don't your neighbor say she has sources of income? Proverbs 24 27 says, Prepare thy work without. Proverbs 24 27. Prepare thy work and make it what? Fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, do what? Build your house. Prepare your work. Prepare, first of all, prepare your work. When it comes to building, it is not something that you do by mouth. It is not something that can be sustained. Even when you are building a home, you have to, you know, develop a meal plan. The children will need clothes. Am Am I preaching? The children will need shoes. It is not everything that their daddy will be there to see as a woman. Amen. Sometimes when you go out with them, they will not point to, you are passing through maybe uh, Abu Lebga. <laughs> you say, mommy, <laughs> cold stone. <laughs> then you count them, one, two, three, four. <laughs> one cup. It's 2,005 or 3,000, depending. And when you paraventure even take them inside, then you know that there are some toppings on ice cream and it comes by grade. Then your son will be like, I want this and this. Mommy, ah, see this one to put this one. One topping is 500. He wants four toppings. Just 2,000. Then the sister will say, I want like that too. The other one will say, yes, like that. I took to my children to Domino's Pizza. I was coming back from work one day. I had some money with me. <laughs> then, you know, daddy used to take us out. You know, Abby? So I decided to take them. That was the first and the last time. <laughs> I decided from that day that I need to learn how to make ice cream. And pizza... <laughs> I learned it sharply. Sharply. Then I went to, I knew that it is possible to buy mozzarella cheese and uh, bell peppers and make the sauce and make the dough myself. <laughs> the next time I was going to, mommy, we want pizza. I said, just, you just hold on. By the time I was through, they were tired of pizza for a week. Yes. I made enough. Are you okay? You're not okay. It's coming. More is coming. Then I'll bring another one. Are you? Mommy, we're okay. I say, eh. If I were to buy it from the... You have to 
prepare thy work. If you can, if you know you cannot afford to do it, it is not something that is cheap. Even when you want to go and buy it, buy the ingredients, you have to have a form of sustenance. Prepare your work without and make it fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, build your own. Build your house. It is not funny if you're a daughter or you're a woman and you decide that you just want to sit down and be looking. It cannot work. A woman that builds has to have work and field. A woman that builds is not a full-time housewife that is just sitting down, not earning anything. In this age and time, you can even be in your house making money. Amen. You can open an online shop that everybody from the whole wide world will be patronizing you from your sitting room. She has a work and she has a field. Amen, somebody. Are you with me? Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 2 verse 4 says, I made me great works. I built me houses. Women, are we making ourselves great works? How are we going to build houses? How are we going to build our homes if we are not intentional about our works? Many of us have become eh, Reliance Club International. We rely. Rely on the little. We have built our lives around the little that we are getting. You know, I was speaking to a woman recently and she was supposed to make a certain payment. And then she told me that, well, if my husband gives me, I will make it. I will make that payment. And I looked at her. What if he does not give you? Ah. It's not possible to make the payment. At this age and time, there is no excuse for any one of us to be in that category. No excuse. I know that there are some things that can make a woman be at home. I mean, more than myself. There are some things that can make you or some issues or I don't know. But in the midst of it, get yourself, train yourself. There are courses that you can do online. I'm presently doing one. Certificate courses. You know, I'm training to be a nurse online. Are you shocked? You just wait for me. I'm training to be a nurse. I'm starting, taking the steps. I realize that I don't have to wait until uh, <laughs> I write one particular big exam. There are certificate courses that I can gather that can help me build my portfolio into studying fully. 
as a medical practitioner. I'm an accountant, by the way. Amen. It doesn't have anything. It won't take, you know, the time that I use to study these things, many of us, we have phones in our hands. Recently, I told my husband, I deleted Instagram from my phone. How many of us knows Instagram? <laughs> it wanted to become an addiction to me. So anytime I hold my, this thing, instead of opening my Bible app, hmm, you know what I will do? Instagram. I will start checking, looking for what is not lost. Looking for what is not lost. Spend, and by the time you, you start, eh, you can spend two hours. Or is it just me? Uh, I had to kick it into the dustbin. Amen. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. So we need to uh, do, and the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18 also says, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18 says, by much slothfulness, the building decays, and through idleness of ants, the house dropped through. Can you see that? If you are a slothful, a lazy person, you want to wake up in the morning, dress the children up, send them to school, then eat and go back to bed. The Bible says, the own will do what? Drop through. By idleness of ants, the, ant, the house dropped through. By slothfulness, the building will do what? Decay. It will decay. Nothing is built when you, be, you, 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 you decide to be lazy. Amen. Hallelujah. And the final thing is that she has a good personality. Personality is defined psychologically as a set, is a set of enduring behavioral and mental traits that distinguishes individual humans. Psychologically, personality, our personality is very important. Your personality is your attitude. It's what makes you, it's your template. It's what affects, makes up your temperament. How many of us knows about temperament? So your personality is like the foundation of your temperament. Amen. And a lot of us are struggling with a lot of personality disorders. If you're a woman, you should study what a personality disorder is. A lot of, lot of personality disorders. Things that you have and the way you have that will make you react in a certain way that you are not supposed to react. That will make you behave in a certain way that you are not supposed to behave. It's a mental disorder. But you know, in this part of the world, we think that mental disorders are those that are... That are what? That are mad. But that's not it alone. A lot of normal looking people have mental disorders. 
that is tied to emotional, erratic behavior, controlling behavior, not changing. This is how they used to do it and this is how it will be done. Not bending, not changing. This personality disorder is a whole, whole topic and all teaching on its own. Because there are about 10, at least 10 of them, there are others. Many psychologists have studied this thing, and you know, they branch under many, sub, sub, many uh, psychologists, the, the way that they have, you know, made a list of them. Amen, somebody. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. What does he say? He says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. These are the things that brings about personality disorders. The stem and the root of it comes from not retaining God in your knowledge. If you don't retain God, you will be given over, and you know, that is why you know I emphasized at the beginning that you must do what? Align yourself with what? The word of God. If you don't retain the knowledge of God, you will be given over to a reprobate mind. Personality disorders, they are battles of the mind. Amen, somebody. Verse 29 says, being filled with what? Unrighteousness. Verse 29. Fornication. Wickedness, conversiousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, disease, malignity, whispers. Verse 30. What does it say? Barbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to, to parents. 31. Without understanding. Covenant breakers without natural affection. In Palaki, they cannot, they cannot pet you as a woman. They cannot say it's enough. It's a personality disorder. It's enough. That's when you begin, you begin like volcano. Your eyes is shining like that of a cat. You are erupting like a, you know when you put rice on the fire and there is foam bubbling out and Spilling over all over the stove. Personality. It's a form of reprobate mind. Amen, somebody. Unmerciful. 32. Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Say, ah, you don't know me. You don't know me, me. Ah, I'm not okay. You boast with it. You know that this thing is not right. You do them with effrontery and you boast with it. The Bible says here, in that verse, it says, they, 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 they are, they are those that know the judgment of God. They know that those that commit such things are worthy of death, but they still do it. Are you one of those women? You have given your personality over to the enemy to use. Your personality is no longer in order. It's in disorder. 
And the only problem is because you did not seek to retain the knowledge of God in your life. And what is the solution to this? The book of Mark chapter 12, verse 29 to 30 says, And Jesus answered him. Mark 12, 29 to 30. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy words. Mind! Mind! Building starts from your mind. With all your mind. You cannot do without loving God with all your mind as a woman. When you love God with all your mind, you become a wise builder. You build your home. You contribute in building other people's home. You build your children. You contribute in building other people's children. You build your business. You contribute in building other people's business. You build your husband. You contribute in building other people's husbands. You build your relationship. You contribute. Because why? You have loved the Lord with all mind. It is time we start doing as the word of God says. It is time we stop relying on our own strength and start aligning ourselves with the word of God. I want you to rise to your feet this morning. Wherever you are, if you are here in this auditorium, you're watching me wherever you're watching me from. It is time we align ourselves. It is time we take the word of God seriously. It is time we understand that it is not by power that we build. It is by the wisdom of God. It is time we stop neglecting the word of God in our lives and take his word like treasures that they have. It is time for us to forsake our wicked ways. Those things that we do that are wrong and we continue to do them intentionally. Women fall victim of this a lot. We have surrendered our minds to disorderliness. Surrendered our personality to disorderliness. Because we have not allowed the wisdom of God to take root in us. Lift your voices and say, Father, I surrender all. Walk through me. Build through me. Let your word come alive in me. Lift your hands to him. Lift your heart to him. These words are to serve as a new foundation to us. Women are builders of the future. The lives of the next generation is in our hands. When the women are wayward, the children are wayward. When the women are faulty, there is every likelihood that the children will be faulty. When the women are not filled with the word of God, there is no way the children will tap into the world that they don't have. Lift your voice and say, Father, 
I surrender myself to you. Let your word come alive in me. Let your word come alive in me. Let your word come alive in me. Can we lift our voice as we pray? Let your word come alive in me. In Jesus' name we pray. This morning I would like us to pray a prayer as women. When I say as women, I want every woman to take this prayer, whether you are young or old. Genesis chapter 3, listen to what I'm about to say to you. If you have ever wondered why the devil interacted with the woman and not the man, because she was saddled with a responsibility to help build, to help carry out an assignment. So in other words, God gave the man the assignment, and he said, okay, the man is like the car. But for him to get to the destination, you need the fuel. So I will liken the woman to the fuel that makes the car to run. Now you know that if I want to finish the car and I make the fuel turn to water, what will happen to that car? The engine will knock. Everything will be grounded. That was the first thing. And you know when she spoke about wisdom, two temptations the devil exposed to the woman, the first one was that if you eat this fruit, your eyes will be open. The next one is that you will be wise. Go back to Genesis chapter 3. And when their eyes were open, what happened? They discovered their problem. Bible says that they knew that they were naked. And they went to go and make fig tree. So the first problem that you can have as a couple or as a woman or is that when your eyes become open to the reality of your challenges and you try to solve it yourself and not get God involved. That's why they fell. They fell because they began to apply wisdom in solving their problem. Now, one of the greatest things I have seen, even now with women, is that when their eyes become open to the reality of their challenges, they still apply the formula of Genesis chapter 3. Try to solve that problem by themselves. And not make deliberate effort to realize that I am not here by accident. I am a woman. And I am endowed with everything by God to solve this problem. And if it's proving too difficult for me, let me go back to the one who made me a woman to solve this problem. And do you know, don't underestimate the power of influence you carry as a woman. When you don't learn how to solve problems according to the will of God as a woman, you pass it on to your children. And the children take the burden from you. How did Cain solve his problem? He also learned from the mother. He killed. Said, this guy is giving me a problem. He killed. So when you fail in solving problems as a woman, you pass it on to your children. And that was what happened and began to destroy. So today, if there is any advice I will give to any woman here, the greatest mistake you can make 
is not to be deliberate in building relationship with God. Every other thing is a product of the fact that the one who made you, you don't have a relationship with him. You cannot have a good marriage as a child. You see, look at the world. Even look at Bill Gates recently. You realize that money does not make good marriage. Between the two couples, they say they have over 180 billion dollars. Just 25 years of marriage, they are splitting up. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, the wife was there. They, they split up. You realize that so it is not money that makes good money. So those of you think that because you don't have money, that's, that's why things are not going. You are missing it. Even if you have all the money in the world, you are at least most of us are not as rich as Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos and all those people. How come they are failing? Because if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Your source of strength is God. When you fail in your secret place, every other thing will fail. You're, you fail in raising your children. If the first fruit she had, one of them turned to murder, kill the brother. Why? Because she has failed in that secret place of building a healthy relationship with God. You may know how to cook, you may know how to bake, you may know how to have relationships, but when you fail in your secret place, every other thing falls apart. And that is why the first attack on your life as a woman is your relationship with God. And the devil will do everything to make sure he takes you away from there. And once he takes you away from that secret place, every other thing falls apart. That's why you see that when my wife spoke, you realize that you can be so busy from the morning you wake up that the first love of your life as a woman, the source of your strength, the fuel of your life, the one who has everything, you forget about it. And it becomes the last. When your priority shifts, every other thing you build doesn't work. You may not be able to trace everything, but I'm just saying, go back to Genesis 3. So today, as a woman, I want you to pray for yourself. How is the altar of your life? Most women are building without the wisdom of God. Now you are wives. You are, you are seeing that you are naked. And what did they do? They began to solve their problem. Began to sew apron. And do you realize what happened? They sewed apron. When God still looked at them, they realized that what they sewed was rubbish. So God had to kill an animal and clothe them. God was trying to say that even in all your wisdom, you still don't know how to sew apron. Even in all your wisdom, you cannot close yourself. No matter how much you try, there are problems that until God solves it for you, you will only be trying in vain. They sold the apron for themselves. Go and read it, Genesis 3. But God came and he said, look at you. And he removed it. And he gave them the better clothing. That means the best covering of your life is still backing to God. So today I want to pray for yourself. Lord, help me to build my sacred place. Lord, everywhere the devil has lured me out of that place of intimacy with you, of the place of relationship with you, of the place where it's all about you, now I'm trying to solve it myself, sewing my own apron, doing it my own way. Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, I surrender all. I know that I cannot do it myself. Get to the place you surrender everything. Say, Lord, now come and take your place. Lift your voice and pray for yourself. Hand it over to God again. He knows how to handle it. He knows how to handle it. 
you think it's the apron you need, but he knows what you need right now at this period of your life. Why not surrender every back to God? So Lord, have your way. Take me back to the place where it's all about you, Lord. Take me back to the place where it's all about you, where I build around you, Lord. I don't want to. I don't want to focus on any other thing. I want my focus to be on you, Lord. Lift your voice, whether you are a man or a woman, and pray, Lord. It's all about you. Help me to reorder my priority. Help me to. Help me to make you the center of gravity of it all. Help me to remain focused on you. May I not chase other things at the detriment of my relationship and my walk with you. Come on, somebody. This morning is time. And say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. It's all about you, Lord. Have your way. It's all about you, Lord. Have your way. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you. My home, my marriage, my life, my career. Lord, it's all about you. It started with you and it's going to be by you from henceforth. Lift your voice and pray for yourself this morning. Lift your voice and pray for yourself this morning. It's all about you, Lord. Oh, it's all about you. Yes, Jesus. More than a song. I pray. Lift your voice and just pray for yourself this morning. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, Father, I lift up your people into your precious hand this morning, Lord. Those who have fallen into the error of Eve. Building without you. Sowing aprons without you. They have time for every other thing but not you, their first love. They value the gift more than the giver of the gifts. Now life is all about the gifts. The gift of children. The gift of career. The gift of a husband. The gift of a wife. The gift of a business. The gift of academics. But Lord, they've left you the giver. And no more time for the giver. Now the serpent has stepped into their garden. And now. All they have is the aprons that they are sowing. And have no boasting of what you are providing anymore. Because it's all about their labor. And not about your grace. Lord tonight. This morning we humble ourselves at your feet. And we come together as a people, Lord. And I join my faith with your people, oh God, to say, Lord, be merciful unto us. Forgive us for our foolishness. Forgive us for our deception. And Lord, from today, Lord, we receive the wisdom to build side by side with you. The wisdom to look at that serpent and say, he made me for a purpose. And he has the master plan. I will not take a step without his authorization. Lord, for everyone who have gone ahead and left you behind, I pray, even in that home, in that career, in that life, for as many who are running and have never run with you, Lord, that from today, let there be a reorder of your priority, Lord. I pray for the greatest pause in that journey. And say, Lord, until you, I, I, until you get here, until I step back, I'm not going to go forward without you anymore. Lord, the wisdom to go back and build with you. The humility to recognize that Lord is not with me anymore. 
Now I need to go back. Even if it means losing something, I pray that that grace and humility will be conferred upon your people today in the name of Jesus. I thank you because generation of wise builder in God are rising from today's service. I return all the glory back to you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.rtc.ng. May God bless you.